episode 20 of Head of a Codfish, the podcast where we talk to modern working families about how they manage the dual responsibilities of career and family. I am your podcast host, Hayley. In this episode, I interview Katie, an art teacher, mother of four, and wife to another teacher. The first time I really remember crossing paths with her was at our children's school. I remember seeing this mum who seemed to have a great energy, who at the time was coordinating her kids and their sports and activities, plus her teaching career at another school, plus putting her hand up to run an after-school art class. I wanted to interview her for this podcast, as that is some high-level juggling, and I felt I could learn a lot from her. A fair bit of time passed between those days and when I actually interviewed her, and interestingly, what I observed back then as a person who I thought had it all sorted was perhaps actually going through the period of too much stuff that we talk about in the interview. We talk about how this time taught her to say no more often as an act of self-care and self-preservation. Here is my interview with Katie. So let's start with a very important question for any working parent. On a scale of newborn to teenager, how much sleep are you getting? <laughs> um, I'm a night owl. Yep. I would get about seven hours. Okay. On yep. average. Yep. That's not too bad that, for a night probably, owl. Yeah, that's probably maximum. I usually go to bed around midnight, mm-hmm. get up at seven. Yep. I'm a late riser. Luckily, my husband's a morning person and can absolutely nail the mornings (laughs) yep he's got way too much energy um, but it works because he can do the morning stuff i can rise have my coffee and then get into things but no 12 o'clock is kind of my bedtime i'm a bit the same but i keep trying to remember in the back of my head someone saying once that every hour of sleep before midnight is worth two after midnight yeah so we should be going to sleep at six (laughs) wake up at 12 and you'd be right (laughs) (laughs) yeah something like that we get Um, lots done then it's so hard if it's mm, not your pattern i just love that time after the kids have gone to bed bed. yeah exactly time you get each night by yourself is golden yeah exactly and i i mean i I totally feel like that and that's why i invent these crazy projects like creating podcasts that i do in that time and so it's funny so i just kind of put it down to that exactly to that it's like just with the kids all the time and they're talking to you all the time and i'm naturally an introvert so i just get over people talking to me all the time um and i need a bit of silence so i was just putting it down to that and then what happens is i'll go to work have a day at work and then only get home you know one day a week i I pick up a child at 6 30 from their activity and come home so i'm only really getting home at quarter to seven maybe and then they go to bed at eight and then even on those days i still love the silence and i've barely seen them that day yeah yeah I just thought it was that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it seems like it's something else. Yeah. I've always been wanting to start late. So I don't know where mine's come from, whether it's habit or lack of self-discipline. Because <laughs> I could go to bed. Often I'll take my youngest to bed and sometimes fall asleep as they're reading. And then I'm gone. I can't go to bed for ages then. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting my double time then. And it's, <laughs> it's ruining me. I don't know. I think we had twins and so having twins that didn't sleep or never slept at the same time 
that year where we had four under five and it was just we did not sleep I think Mm. um, count my lucky stars that I never I felt like I was driving drunk Mm. every day because of the lack of sleep we were seriously I don't know if I ever got more than an hour in a row Mm. in that year and and it's just such a blur to me and I think that, that was it was like torture being trying to function and I didn't have to go to work my husband did go to work yep but I always felt like he had the easier option yeah because he got to talk to adults and actually function Mm, mm. but he was probably feeling just as bad as I was but I couldn't see through it and it was everything was relatively under control the days would roll by and we'd have the same sort of routines and it was all fairly safe but I'd have moments where I think I have no idea how I just drove to this place and I think that lack of sleep just about killed me yeah um you know I was not I don't think I was functioning that well in hindsight yeah. but in the moment I knew everything was okay even though I was dreadfully tired whereas now I think yeah it feels luxurious compared to that yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm past that that was difficult and I never thought anything could be that as hard as that year mm. and we're having different difficulties now but that lack of sleep i think (laughs) never experienced anything so that's a discussion you hear a lot isn't it is like you know some say oh it's so hard when you've got babies and 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 others you just wait you think it's going to get easier it doesn't get any easier and all that kind of stuff and so you're just like you know what is it really going to be like is it going to just feel this hard forever my thought on that is always that no matter how hard it is when they're teenagers or whatever you're still getting... You're getting your sleep. You're getting sleep. You're you're probably not being woken up three to four times a night. And that that whole sleep... And I I just think you can achieve a lot of things and just have a lot better mindset on a lot of things if you've had a decent night's sleep. And so I'm like, even if it is terribly hard... Yeah, you have the energy. You have the energy <laughs> yeah, to fight exactly. That battle, you yeah. have the energy to yeah fight that battle or to commit to that conversation or that you yeah. know whatever we're doing. Yeah, well, it might like not I be easier, but behind. yeah. <laughs> like every conversation I just was not even present at. I'm sure. Yeah, I had beautiful friends. Luckily, I had beautiful friends that probably just tolerated me in that time. Yeah, yeah, just kind of got um, why. And, yeah, and yeah. who had little kids too? So maybe we're all in the same boat. I've just got this image of almost like a dementia ward where there's these women with children and they're just kind of coming in and out of the conversation and no one really has noticed. No one's listening or talking to each other in the same conversation. And it's like it's changed subjects ten times and no one's really even noticed. noticed. (laughs) Yeah, that was my life. I can completely relate to that. Just absolutely nuts. And again, we had our health. I, I still remember thinking, everyone's healthy. It's okay. And even when the babies were screaming, we like, at least they're alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That they're, you know, still ticking over. I think my mindset was good considering their lack of sleep in mm. those things. A horrible way to function. Hopefully I'll never forget that because I think it's a nice comparison that, you know, that bar was set yeah and we survived it. yeah so i never i've had twins or never had any that were that bad a sleeper but my eldest was reasonably bad for a period and then it kind of got better but what i found is with the other women i knew that had kids the same age they didn't go through like a really bad sleep period so when they kind of did get a bit of a bad <laughs> patch they were like What's wrong? <laughs> a lot 
less able to handle it yeah. whereas yeah. I was like had a really bad patch and then anything after that felt pretty okay yeah, yeah, like yeah. even when it was bad it wasn't that bad and yeah. so it still kind of felt manageable like I've done much worse yeah, than this yeah, yeah. um and yeah. if you don't for the ones that didn't you have that really bad <laughs> if if you haven't had that really bad period yeah. then those things that come later do feel more Rocky catastrophic yeah <laughs> i was the opposite i had a my first was a good sleeper I, I just thought when you put them in bed or you put them down they just go to sleep i thought that and i thought i was a good mum. yeah <laughs> i was just putting it down to legendary parenting <laughs> and um and didn't realize until we had our second one who screamed he he slept at night which saved us mm. but all day long he screamed mm. from the moment he woke up and in hindsight there was probably something wrong i should have dealt with but um some sort of reflux or something but mm. it was just survival and and we did take him to the doctor i remember and, and nothing was wrong it was all good and i'd i'd be almost frustrated because they hadn't found something yeah. to cure his screaming and um and so we were those people that then went okay so it wasn't the parenting that was so good in the first place yep. <laughs> now we might reassess so we and then survived him and 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 then got dealt twins. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, right, you handle that, you can have. Him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You came through that, so oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just up to the But I, yeah, at the moment, I've got a colleague who, who tells me who's got older kids, and she's like, you just wait, you just wait. It gets harder. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know details. It's just a different kind of difficult. I think. Yeah, that's what what I kind of hope. It's a different kind of difficult and it's yeah. it's one way yeah you've you've got a feeling of being able to ha- handle it a bit yeah. better yeah because, yeah because they can talk yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that right. really, you know you couldn't communicate with them i think that was so isolating in some we were away from family too when when ours were really little and i think that has some impact in some way but mm. just that uh, it was the monotony killed me absolutely did my head in i think that was that was perhaps the hardest part as well as the sleep yeah the sleep yeah sleep's a killer (laughs) (laughs) um so you talked a bit about your family but um can you tell me about the members of your family and how they're occupied with work and school and whatever so husband yep yep husband's a teacher so we've got kind of the same lives and then four children so we've got a 13 year old 11-year-old, 8-year-old boys and an 8-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. They're twins at the end. We've got a mum who's yep. around. Dad passed away a few years ago, a couple of years ago. And mum's our super mum who I tell her that she set the mum bar way too high. Right, okay. She was, you know, she, she did everything. So they had a very traditional relationship where she stayed at home for a while and, and then went back to work when we were in high school, my mm-hmm. sister and I. And just you know was superwoman I, I can't remember her I look at that I reflect on when I'm screaming at my kids and I think I don't remember my mum yelling I remember the wooden spoon yeah I was, I, I was about to say that exact same thing I remember the wooden spoon wooden and the spoon. brushes getting broken on my yeah, butt yes yep definitely but I don't remember that you know my crazy yelling maybe we were just really good kids <laughs> Um, but yeah so and and i've still got a nana who's around 102 just oh wow last week turned 102 so uh, my dear mum is nana's in a home but mum cares for her as Mm -hmm. well as 
looks after six grandkids that she's got. And, yeah, wow. And I think, oh, wow, she, you know, when's she going to get a break? <laughs> yeah. But she's pretty amazing. What about the paid work load that you and your husband have? Yep. So he is full-time and has a position of leadership in a school. Mm-hmm. So he gets more money than me on a teaching part-time basis. Uh, it's worth him staying in the job while I manage to do part-time work, which keeps me pretty satisfied with career-wise. But it does mean that my opportunities are limited in furthering my career in as far as climbing that ladder. Mm. Yep. so he's always worked full-time and I can't imagine. I'd love him to cut down his hours, mm. but I can't imagine that it's in his foresight just yet <laughs> yep. yeah I don't know he's older than me so we'll discuss that another five or so years if he's if he wants to I can't imagine talking him into working part-time yeah. or how he'd cope with that because mm. I think it is a massive adjustment to make to, mm. to go from always working full-time Time. to then yeah. cutting back and and having to say no I think that's yeah. a really hard you know hard yeah thing to do. yep so looking at the situation on paper, you've got your working school hours, your husband's working school hours, the kids are at school, school yep, hours. Yep. So in theory, it's just the ideal situation. But I'm assuming it's, it's not. <laughs> I'm assuming it's not as easy as that, as in yep. neither of you work at a school no, yet? Yeah, no, no, no. They're all at a primary school. We work at in different systems in different schools yeah so, so you're kind of covering three schools at the moment yep, covering yep. three schools uh within fairly close proximity of yep. each other so yep. that is a bonus but Very you don't have bonus. the thing of just rocking up to work and taking the kids no, with you and no. then taking them to the classroom or whatever no, like no, at times so no, that it's, would be a bit of a dream but just not a practical solution at this stage yeah and so yes it sounds ideal and i think there's a lot of people that would probably think my god school holidays come around and we don't have to organize one bit of daycare yeah that is an absolute godsend to us it is hard though because the kids hours are always shorter than our hours well that's what i was going to say like in theory on paper it looks great but i assume there's staff meetings and there's as you're talking about having to run out of hours activities and stuff at at your school and and whatever it suddenly would become not yeah. so ideal yeah it's not so ideal and there are there's so many nights that you know parent teacher interview nights at our prospective schools but luckily so far they haven't all fallen on there's not too many that all happen on the same night oh uh, yeah yeah that's when mum gets called or the yeah. babysitters or you know but it hasn't happened that often we can usually negotiate our way around it but it is tricky i always feel frustrated that i can't get to work as early as i mm. like, as i'd like to yeah but it's a decision i could put all the kids into osh and get there early mm-hmm. so clearly you know that's just one of those choices you have to make and again at the other end of the day if the kids all have all of my kids have activities sports yep. activities and music things like that then it's a choice that i have to try and negotiate and it's usually me that negotiates the time to get that to happen but we're so lucky. Weekends are ours mm-hmm. and school holidays are ours. Yeah, yeah. Within reason. There's a few. Occasionally, like the, the school not... has a fate or something on a weekend. and Yeah, yeah. but 
Yeah. yeah. Generally, Mostly. it's pretty good. We are lucky. There's no long absences. We, my husband used to work in a job where he was away, first of all, for every second weekend. And then after that, another job that he'd travel eight weeks of the year. And I found that tough. I had little kids when he did that. Yeah, and right. Found, oh, that, and it was hard on him. It was hard work. It was a yep. lot of driving. And so he'd come home from a week or so and be absolutely exhausted. Exhausted, yeah. And As you're, and and yeah, exactly. You kids. were, you were kind of at that point where you're ready to just throw them at him yeah. and go, "Yep, you're tag you your it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out." And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's exhausted." So, yeah, and he used to have a job that he was really passionate about in New South Wales, and it was lots of travel, but good pay. And I think when we had kids, we just sort of said, "Look, we're both qualified teachers. Let's get teaching jobs and simplify our lives." Yep. A yep. little bit. So we took the pay cut, but also moved to Adelaide where things were a bit cheaper. Cheaper, too. yeah, yeah. So I think it's just those constant decisions. And at the time, I think it was the right time and it didn't feel like a big decision, but mm-hmm. it has been a good one because yeah. it's allowed us not so much stress with those organising, those activities. Activities. Every new year is a new challenge with what they want to do. But we had a year of our eldest didn't play much sport last year and it nearly killed us because he had too much energy. Yeah, okay. You needed <laughs> well, you need him to be. need to go to and be. do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't, yeah. So what are your parenting superpowers? Oh, good grief. Death stares? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that, oh. I think that's the best superpower oh, i've had so far okay <laughs> um oh my gosh holy that's a hard one i think i'm a good multitasker i, I think i think oh, you are i think maybe that's a superpower i'm learning to say no more yeah okay um, yep and manage you know if people see us with a big bus so they assume we've got room for their kids to jump in and we are happy to you know <laughs> help out where we can but often we have to say no because we can't yep and and letting go of that guilt i think is a big thing because you you know you like to be able to help other people but sometimes you can't sometimes you do yeah. have to protect you know your own sanity yeah that's right you want to help other people so that they can help you as well yeah. so it kind of works out but exactly yeah, that, yeah that whole network and i think um, you have to keep it within within you know, reality within, and without yeah being the one that always says because i'm a bit of a yes person and i think perhaps my husband taught me more to say no because he's pretty black and white yeah with things and he'll just say the truth if it's too hard he'll say it's too hard yeah uh, whereas i'm just like, oh, how can we make this work <laughs> but maybe that's my superpower it's not really saying no superpower, is it just saying no well, it, learning how to say no just, no just, I, I, I mean i haven't think mastered it <laughs> i hadn't really thought about it as a superpower but it is because it's like self-preservation yeah it's a lesser known form of self-care isn't it yeah you have a big load and uh, taking steps to lessen that load. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think that preservation is really important. I think I am good at seeing a bigger picture. I think I can see mm-hmm. not sweating the small stuff yeah. and, and just embracing those times of complete and utter chaos, mm. um, of which we have plenty. And, you know, I've been busted 
walking out the front of my house screaming my head off and then looking over at the gorgeous neighbours with their newborn baby <laughs> thinking, oh, sorry. Sorry for this insight into your future. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've always been able to manage my own sort of load, I guess, yeah. what's dealt to me. But, yeah, I, I really don't feel like I have that many amazing superpowers. <laughs> well, you, you've listed a few there now. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I think about, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> what about your husband? What is his parenting superpower? Trickier question. I think it's the same superpower in his whole life. I don't think it's just a parenting. Yep. He is super disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I think that strength that comes with being disciplined is something I can't live up to his mm-hmm. standards in the fact that he will get up five five thirty every day and train and have that self-discipline and that preserves his own sanity and his own you know way of life Mm -hmm. really well but I think it also sets that standard for our kids to look to whereas I'm that soft one that can be talked into going and getting takeaway yeah he'll just say absolutely not I'd yep. rather cook something healthy for you. And, yep. and and so whilst it's not probably as appreciated, it makes me the, the more loved one. <laughs> <laughs> He's the rock, I guess, yeah. in that sense that the kids need that to know where they stand. Mm. So they know where the line's been drawn with him mm. and they know they're not going to get away with anything. And I think that's a really nice compliment to my looseness. <laughs> 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 um, so maybe that's why it works for us. But he's, he is very, very good at saying no to things that he doesn't want to tolerate. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Well, I find it interesting in that years ago um, when my husband was working full-time and I was doing a lot of the kid stuff and he, like exactly what you're saying about getting takeaway or something, he'd be the one saying, no, no, I'll cook something or do something. Um, and he was kind of saying that. And at the time it was kind of like, well, that's fine. Like you say that and you've got that capacity to do that. Yeah. But then that becomes an expectation yeah. of how we operate. Yeah. And that actually means you're making more work for me. You're setting this standard. That you're like, setting you this standard, yeah, but yeah. you're not necessarily the one that's doing all the legwork yeah, to make yeah. that standard happen. <laughs> yes. Like occasionally oh, yes. it will be you stepping in and, and you will cook something. Yeah. But a lot of the time, the standard that you're setting, you're not actually doing the work yeah, to yeah. make it yeah. a reality. Yeah. And so then over time, as we've kind of gone a bit more in the sharing and both working both working part-time both doing caring that is an area that I have found quite interesting because suddenly those standards have slipped (laughs) those standards have slipped a lot and it, it is a bit like well why is it okay now to slip yeah just because it's happened to your just because it's it's more of your legwork why wasn't it okay yeah yeah. To slip. Yeah, it's that learning curve. Isn't yeah. It? I think, I think husbands often have got a massive, much bigger learning curve because they haven't been there, mm. they haven't. But it, it is, we have the same with the PlayStation and it's, you know, my husband will come home and he'll say they shouldn't be on it and he hasn't seen what's gone before that. Yeah, that they've yeah. cleaned their rooms, they've been really kind, they've done their home where everything's gone well so that was their reward yeah. for them that night but mm. we generally say not through the week but he'll be strict on that yeah. and I'll say well, you, you can't 
enforce that rule when you're not here. Yeah, like you yeah. can't. You haven't seen what's gone before it, so don't come in and try and enforce it because then we we're contradicting each other, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I mean, like I was saying, it, it's difficult when we've kind of transitioned into this other way, and these standards are different. Yeah, but I think ultimately it's like it's a good outcome for both partners to be more realistic yeah about what standard is achievable yeah yep yep <laughs> absolutely and and sometimes they they change it's mm. not the same standard that you've lived by your whole life yeah that you have to yeah maintain because different situations i don't know I've, we often say to our kids and we just sound so old when we say it that when we were kids, we never got takeaway. It was like the the most special yeah, occasion ever. Yeah. And lately, we've been slipping into that. And it's, it's more often when Rex is away that I just go, yeah, let's just go get some takeaway because <laughs> it's easier and yeah, it just preserves well, that exactly bit of sanity. Of, That's of right. And like by doing that, you've probably got a bit more patience. Yeah. For them after you're finished and you're trying to get some homework done or something. Yeah. Or, yes. or you've, and hopefully you're a bit grateful. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a bit more to give because you've done that. So yeah. I don't think, like, it's, yeah. you know. Yes, I, you see, I've released that guilt factor of it, I think. But it, it, maybe it's still there because I still talk about it. But I do think when we were growing up, things were so different. Mm. And my mum, I always say to mum, oh, we never did this. And look how spoiled my kids are. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm spoiled. She's the best one to say, don't, you know, don't put that pressure on yourself. You know, give yourself a break sometimes. Yeah, I mean, just the, the expectations of parenting is just so different Yeah, from when we were kids. Yeah. I mean... The pace is different. The pace is different. And I don't think our parents were expected to be as involved and as engaged with children as yeah. we are. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of expected you just go and shut them in a room and they just play by themselves yeah. or, you know, siblings play it or whatever and yeah. and you could just kind of go off and do all your, like, whether it be work or you could just kind of get on with it. Yeah. And because I always think, like, now, because I'm a sewer, I like sewing things, but it's just so hard to do because... As soon as I get the sewing cabinet out and I've got one kid that's, like, pulling the cotton out and trying to just, like, unroll it all and it's just so hard to do and I can't really do it, like, when they're not here, which means I'm not here either, Um, or they're in bed. And I just kind of go, you know, I remember mum doing this stuff. Like, I I remember, because she's a sewer as well, she used to do, be able to achieve this. Yeah. And does she and it, remember? Does she? Does well, she? What does she say? I don't know if I've really necessarily asked her, but I mean, I kind of think it was just a, the done thing at the time yeah. that kids just kind of looked after themselves a bit more. Yeah, like oh, if, we were told to get outside. We had to go outside. Mm, there mm. was no specific rule. Like nowadays, you'd be saying, "We've set this up for you," or you know, we yeah, done, you know, yeah, and the, 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 or go and do this specific thing, but expe- don't go too far. <laughs> don't walk down the road. Yeah. <laughs> the expectation for us is that we don't just kind of send them outside and do our own thing and and kind of ignore what they're doing and yeah yeah, i mean it it does make it very different for what we can achieve yeah i absolutely and it i don't know it's it's a societal thing too isn't it like we we do have to be a bit more accountable and Mm. aware that mum my mum always says that they weren't aware of anything when we were 
old enough, we'd go riding down the streets. Mm. No helmets. And, yeah. You know, yeah. It was a little bit safer, perhaps. But I still, I don't know. I'd like to trust that my kids have got a little bit of freedom. I like that, you know, they're getting to an age where yeah. they, they need a bit of independence and mm. they need for us to trust them. And, and we've had a few little times where they've been allowed to walk to the shops or go yep. to the park with their friends on their own and just to be back on a time we still don't have phones and things yeah like that. yep and sure i kind of like that they don't have phones that have to be home and, yeah and if something i've said to my son if something happens you know a lot of people in the neighborhood the beauty of going to a local school yep it's just that you know lots of people so you've got enough brains to work out if you're in trouble mm. how to get out of it Yep. And then, you know, my heart's going, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and, and, you know, so far, so good. He hasn't, you know, hasn't been home much after. He's, you know, 10 minutes is probably the biggest gap where yeah, he'll yep. be home at five or be home at a certain time. And, uh, and he is. It's a, it's a good point about phones. I hadn't really thought about it in that way, in that if they don't have a phone, they can't just... It's not the end of the world. They, they can't just ring up and say, oh, I want to do Help. this, or yeah, just kind of renegotiate. Yeah. Like, yeah. you set it up beforehand and that's what it is. Yeah. You don't kind of have There's that. There's no out. Yeah. There's no out. Because I kind of think, not that I'm going to get any of my children phone anytime soon, but I just kind of think, like, same with school pickup, maybe I'm running late one day. If I could just... Send a message and say, just head out to the side of the road and I'll be there in a minute. Instead of having them get dragged off to Osh. (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't know that I'm, or they don't know where I'm going to be or or that I can't just kind of change the plans. Um, But it kind of works both ways, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) Like if if I can change the plans, that means they would be able to also. Yeah. Yeah. And I know 100% my kids would take advantage of that. Um, And I know there'll be a time where they need one. probably sooner rather than later but it's kind of nice and they haven't nagged about that that factor yet Mm. so i figure we'll leave it but you know they have friends come over for play dates and things and their friends bring phones and ipads i think Mm. oh wow i'm not ready for that there's other stuff to do (laughs) yeah yeah um but it seems to be the way and and it's security there's different situations in different families so Mm. each to the yeah yeah so how is the childcare, and in your case, picking up and dropping off, managed in your household? Uh, who does what and when? Um, me. <laughs> so me. No. Uh, it's all me. No, yep. I take the kids to school four days a week. Yep. My husband takes and picks up once a week. Yep. My mum picks up twice a week and I pick up the other two days okay so leave yep. two days or if i added a day <laughs> I, in there oh, i think i, I think that uh, equaled four or oh, five yeah, i think that was five, five days yeah yeah <laughs> so me the majority mm-hmm. um my mum saves us from osh yeah um and we've tried to make a deal with her that if she has her social yep. activities then they come first yeah unless it's an emergency but she's got her social life her golf and whatever so she told us when she's available and we've said can you pick up this day? And often for us, we're lucky that it's just half an hour yep. to school. And sometimes it turns into a bit longer. If, if so, right, yeah, it's, it's a quite a short time because you can yeah. follow quite quickly after you've yeah. Finished, yeah. finished work. Yeah, yep, so that, that works well. And on oh, my husband's day that he drops off and picks up, then 
often I'll start work as long as I can just yep. to make the most of that Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and it's just lovely to not have that pressure and not have to it's, look at your watch. It's good to have, yeah, at least a day like yeah. that where you can, where you don't have to, to rush off and you Feel can like just catch up on those everything things. In, yeah. And you can stay till the job's finished rather than having to just dump and leave. Yep. Yeah. So still majority me. So I'm working 0.7 of the week Yep. and picking up. Probably 0. 0.7. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, roughly. I'm just yep. a 0. 0.7 person. <laughs> 0. 0.7 of a person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with the arrangements that you have in place, do you feel like you had the ability to choose this plan or has it been forced upon you by financial pressures, expectations, logistics? Um, it's kind of just evolved and it's evolved because... We didn't really even have a discussion originally that I was going to stay home mm-hmm. um, and not work uh, through my pregnancies and whatever, but we moved interstate, so it was sort of like ending the job. Yeah. Then coming to Adelaide, and my husband got a job before we moved to Adelaide, so he was coming, okay. walking yep. into a full-time position, which took the pressure off. I didn't have to work at that stage financially, luckily, because mm. um, I really enjoyed staying at home even though I found it hard and and monotonous it was still the arrangement that we both wanted and and then when I got my job I was not 100% ready for it but I was looking for something I was thinking about it and so I probably went back to work a little bit sooner than what I originally thought I would Mm -hmm. and I always said to my husband that um you know give me one year when they're all at school to myself <laughs> but it happened before that so I had to take this opportunity because it was it was almost my dream job so. yeah so what age were the youngest ones when they you were two I yeah think. okay yep they were in daycare yeah yep. we had to put them into daycare mm, yeah. um so we had daycare kindy school we had yep. those three drop-offs which was yeah that, that was another crazy year yeah um, yeah yeah we had we had one year um of of the three drop-offs yeah yeah absolutely crazy and just felt like i was in the car and getting kids in and out the car all day and that's what i I achieved i used to say during that year that the energy i exerted getting children in and out out of cars as you would know you go to the kindy drop off and everyone has to get out and everyone gets back in because they want to see kindy they want to see what the 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 little sister's doing or their you know whatever so everyone gets out and everyone gets in and then you get to school and whoever's in the car i don't know like school, it's a bit further away. It's not like yeah, yeah. this is just this. You really have to get everyone out because yep. otherwise you're leaving them like blocks away Way or something. Away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I used to say like the amount of energy I exerted in a day of getting children in and out of cars just could run a small really village. Really menial task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like so much getting so much in, energy. getting out, getting the little ones that can't get themselves in a lifting and and, and the plank, buckling the and the plank that never wanted to get put in the car seat. <laughs> oh. so that's stiff. Ironing board. I couldn't believe how strong my daughter was. We had a year of my daughter being just stiff body every time you put her in the car. So every now and then I'd leave them and do the quick running and I felt terrible every time. I couldn't. I just thought, oh, what's it worth, you know? Yeah. But that pressure of being on time for, for when they're little. Yeah. That was, that was kind of tough. 
the logistics of a th- triple yeah, drop off so it does kind off. of and I think that mean that you're forced me. yeah i think it encouraged me to take this job i think it was just that my days i may as well leave that's what it was i may as well leave the twins into daycare so they can play rather than getting them in and out of yeah so i i sort of made up my mind pretty quickly about taking this job and then convincing them that i wanted to work part-time to make it all manageable Meanwhile, my husband was in the same job. So it just happened organically, I think, that whole balance. And I can't see how, at this stage, how we can change that and whether I want to change that. I don't know if I want to work more More. because it would mean I see my kids less. Because at this stage, I still think I can... I can get to a few of their school functions yep. without too much fuss. And I mm-hmm. think I'd really miss that. I think yeah. I want to still have that involvement. So mm. I think I do want to have my cake and eat it too. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's opportunities that arise at work that I think, well, would I take that? Would I go for that position mm. if it wasn't so hard on yeah. you know, to balance out everything else? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if my husband thinks that way with his own career ever yep. like yep. i think you just go for it and mm. and the best piece of advice he was trying to get a job here for a while and the best piece of advice that he got was that he wasn't aiming for a high enough position for his experience right um so he then went for leadership positions and he got the first one yeah, yeah that okay. Was easy. Like, that's, <laughs> is that how easy it is for yeah, guys? That's, to, that's to an interesting into. one because I kind of feel more often than not that You're devaluing yourself. Yeah, well, it's more that people people are a bit like, oh, well, you've got young kids, so you just want to have a lower level job and you yeah. want to work part time. And being viewed a bit that I'm just asking for too much. Yeah, if I want to have a serious job. A, a proper job, a yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, advancing my career and, and doing something a bit more meaningful. I, can't, I often feel like people are like, oh, no, that, that you just aren't you overreaching a bit there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, mm, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's interesting that you say that, that his experience is more that he should be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he was acknowledged the first time he went for yeah. a job that we weren't even sort of contemplating. I knew he could do it, but we thought, oh, just don't – just go in and work your way up Yeah. rather than go for those higher positions. Mm. And so um, someone um, someone here gave him some feedback. He rang up when he didn't get a job, mm. but just a teaching job, like yep. nothing that he wasn't qualified for completely. Yeah, yeah. And they gave, they gave that really good piece of advice and said, why, why, with all your years of experience, aren't you going for these positions? So yep. we, that was sort of a little bit life-changing. We looked at each other and went, yeah, <laughs> why, <laughs> why are we not looking further yeah. up the ladder, I guess? Mm. Um, and then it just worked out perfectly. So um, it, it sort of taught me too that you, sh- you, you know, go for the jobs. If you yeah. don't get them, you haven't lost anything. Mm. Um, mm. But I don't know if I want that yet. I think yeah. I, I, yeah. I definitely would like. I don't know. I get itchy feet. I've been. This is the job I'm in now. Is the longest I've stayed in a job okay. ever. So yep. Yeah. It, it's sort of interesting to think at this stage in my life. What what am I actually qualified for? And is there anything else? And maybe 
maybe when the kids are older that might be something that we revisit but I think because we're comfortable everything's working okay at the moment we haven't really challenged ourselves to think Mm. about that there is an imbalance and I hate feeling that I can't that I'm not earning the Mm. same amount of money that that should matter at all but it's frustrating when I think you you perhaps get opportunities that arise and, and you can't take them. Yeah, for yeah, that that's factor. right. Yeah, right. I mean, I find a lot the same in that. I mean, the reason I'm doing contract work at the moment is because I haven't been able to get, like, more ongoing roles. Yeah. And it is really that thing, like I was, I was um, mentioning earlier, where we decided that I could do some full-time work to kind of try and get some of those opportunities. Mm. And to a certain extent that has helped and I've got something else, which is, you know, I'll do that for a while and hopefully that'll lead to something else as well. Yeah. But at the same time, I if I was able to work, or if I wanted to work full-time now, there's so many more things I could be doing and so yeah. much more in line of what I want to be doing and where I want to be moving and where I want to be progressing and moving up. But really, yeah, I... To do that, I have to then be away from the family or the yeah. children more. It is kind of annoying that not everyone has to make that decision to advance their career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only half of us have to yeah. have yeah. to make that decision. It is, it's so hard, isn't it? If only you could find the perfect job and see that clear pathway to, to getting that perfect job. But I don't know what that looks like, actually. <laughs> because I think, <laughs> no, you know, my, no. I think of these dreams, I, he- I hear about jobs that I think would be wonderful jobs. And then I think, in reality, there's no way I could do that because mm. it just wouldn't work with a family. Yeah. And, you know, kudos to the people that can do those sorts of things with a family. But um, I, think, I think I know where my limits are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, that's right. And, I mean, we all make our decisions and priorities and stuff. Our priority in my family has been that we kind of value time together more than we value extra money. Yeah. So, yeah. in theory, we could both be working full-time yeah. um, and we could be paying a lot more childcare and a lot more OSH and, and whatever, but it's just not where our priorities lie. Yeah. See, that's, I think there's not a huge potential for me in my current position to earn any more money. Like, even if I work harder and harder and harder, I'm still going to stay on the same rate. And I do think that you could work full-time, put the kids into OSH, and really, at the end of the day, not have any more money. So mm. what's the point? You yeah. Know? <laughs> so those balances are quite... They're important to sort of work out what, yeah. what's worth what and what's going to give if something else... Mm. comes in yeah and what what your priority is so with the strategy that you've worked out with what your family's doing uh what do you think works well Hmm. good question i think the fact that my husband's able to work full time and still do a little bit as far as those drop-offs and pickups because i think it would be easy for us to say you know, you go work full-time and I'll just manage it and I'll drop my hours. Um, yep. But I think the fact that we've both acknowledged that I'm really enjoying my work and it was a decision a few years ago that he had to do a bit more with the kids for me to be able to do yep. something. So I think that negotiation works really well and it's always a renegotiation. At the end of every year we get our new timetables for the following year yeah. so we just sit down yep. and just look at each other and, and try and work it out. 
and then go back to work and try and work it out with them. Yeah. So I think, you know, I feel like I'm lucky because I like to have that access to the kids. So being able to work, not having to work full time, because I think I would burn out if I Mm. had to work every day and be at work every day for the hours that full time teachers are working. Mm. I just don't think I could do it effectively. I think I'd be pretty crap at my job and crap at parenting <laughs> yeah i think everything would would crumble a bit so i think i found a good balance of mm-hmm. percentage that i'm happy to work and i'm happy at my work and i'm still able to see the kids and i think that's i can't really expect much more than that i, I would yep. like things to work a lot smoother <laughs> i would, like, I would yep. like to be able to take my kids to school each day without yelling at them and you know, wouldn't we all <laughs> wouldn't we all but, you know i think that reality check is that that it's a decent balance of one person working the partner having a, a decent satisfying job yeah i think that's got a lot to do with it. if i didn't enjoy my job mm. and had to work I think I'd find that really tough. I yeah. Think I, I think I'd be a bit depressed about that scenario. Yeah. I think the fact yeah. that I've got beautiful colleagues, I work with really nice people at school mm-hmm. and enjoy my time there, then that gives me that satisfaction and energy. I think I get a lot of energy out of my yeah. job too. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've maxed out. I don't think there's <laughs> yeah, any yeah. more. There's no more. There's no more yeah. without, without something giving. Mm. Um, yep. But yeah, every and every week's different. <laughs> like <laughs> I could say this tonight, and then tomorrow I have a complete meltdown because I think I'm working too much. Yeah. But I think it's pretty good. What do you think the downsides are of the way you're doing things? Um, crazy messy house. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've got lots of kids. I feel like fours lots to me, and I think we have limited time with each of the kids mm-hmm. one-on-one there's yep. rarely one-on-one time and a lot of them, them it's like I've got 10 um <laughs> you know at times I really notice if I do go out with my eldest he's a really different person to who I think he is I'm still treating yep. him like one of the younger ones yeah so I think the busyness of our lives can be we can get caught up in it and, mm-hmm. and there's not much downtime and not much individual time and yep. certainly not a lot of indi- individual time with my husband and I and what's another downside? don't have to have another one. If you... Yeah. When I think about the downside, I think more about the home yep. because I think that's the thing that impacts because you kind of keep it together at work. Yeah. Yeah. You have different expectations. You've got people relying on you. You've got people looking to you for certain stuff yeah. in the workplace. Yeah, and, um, and it's just all a bit to, like you can kind of get stuff done in the workplace sometimes yeah. at home. Yeah, things are a bit open ended and, and adapting to whatever's going on that day. Yeah. so it's yeah. always that unknown coming into. You know, I feel like today could be really calm and lovely, and tomorrow it's not going to be indicative of what the the rest of the week could be yeah so what do you think your family's next step will be (laughs) in the evolution of your work and family life um we are able to get long service leave okay which sounds too good to be true really because we've never <laughs> stayed neither yeah of okay oh yeah because you yeah both kind we've of never had yeah that. and i mean teachers do get a pretty good deal with holidays so we can't complain but yeah but having that term we'll both be eligible to take a term off yep. work 
So that's something that we're looking forward to. Okay. Um, but as far as the evolution of our working lives, we don't discuss it much. I think in the back of my mind, because there's an age, there's a bit of an age gap between yeah. me and my husband. Yeah. I see him not slowing down because he's he will never slow down. Mm. But I see him hopefully just taking a bit of time. He's never gone part time ever. Maybe he would like to. I can't. Maybe you would like him to like to. I would like him to like to. (laughs) And possibly me personally to go into a different career. I'd I'd like to have a go at something else. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Maybe it'll probably still be education because that's where my, you know, all of my um, skills are and what I've been trained for. But there's other opportunities, I guess, in in the art scene that Mm -hmm. I'd love to get into. And I don't know exactly what they are, but I think I sometimes I get the feeling that this school that I'm currently at is my last school. Okay, like you've just got that that feeling. Yeah. You're not really. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't want to start again, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> after working at lots of different schools and enjoyed all of you know no enjoyed most of them most of my long term schools I've yep. really enjoyed but I don't know does anyone still want to hire a how old am I? Forty, mid forties. <laughs> I don't know. I think you know. There's so many teachers out there looking for jobs at the moment. I hear yeah. a lot that that there are. So I don't think it's as easy. I think I fell into this one pretty easily, and I still love it, and I still want to stay there. But I think maybe this is it. Yeah, right. Maybe. So just touching on something you said there about being kind of arts, creative kind of work that you do. How do you find that works with children, young children, and that kind of domestic load? In two ways, I think being creative has saved my sanity. Like, I love the fact that I've got a job that is different every single day. Mm -hmm. And and I've got some skills that are practical that can help kids too. Like, I think, you know, being creative helps in different ways at home. Mm -hmm. I also think I'm conscious of the fact that my kids I know my son said to me once that all my friends think I'm good at drawing only because I've got an art teacher as a mum yeah <laughs> um, just assume it comes so to the territory away from me ever helping him with any art sort of stuff um I've got two that aren't really that interested in art at all mm. one that just loves every it craves me to get the paints and everything out when I get home and after a day of doing it with my own students yep. don't have the energy at time. You know, I don't want yeah, to face yep. paint. <laughs> yeah, But I think it's quite lovely. I think it's something, it's a skill that I can, you know, utilise with kids. And, yeah, I can't imagine a life that hasn't involved some sort of creative, yep. you know, outlet. I think it's, it helps with parenting. So in do you mean in that, that just kind of creative mindset and that way of thinking about things and thinking of different yeah. solutions and different ways of doing things? Is that is that the way that it yeah. helps with yep. with yep. parenthood? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, in the in the mindset of being creative, I think it helps with coming up, you know, solving disputes, any any sort of minor things, but also practical skills. I think, you know, you have to be 
you have to be kind of crazy, especially when the kids are young and coming home with crazy projects. I think actually being able to help them. And yeah. Knowing a bit about materials and tools that they can use. Yeah. But it doesn't translate to birthday cakes, my skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's have, just it's, it's it's a, a bit tradition. of a, a blind spot yeah, in yeah. the creative. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Seriously defunct <laughs> and uh, my kids are actually expecting bad birthday cakes now so it's become a tradition <laughs> oh that's great i had to make a fake birthday cake as a prop last year and i, I can make a great fake birthday cake <laughs> but get the real thing and then it'll just real, yeah, food, yeah. So, uh. it's an interesting answer because i guess when i asked that i was thinking a bit more of other people that I know that work in creative industries or, or whatever and just, I guess, finding – like when you are unencumbered with children and you're just yeah. like in the right place to create something and you can just do that creation whenever the mood takes you mm. and, and just how difficult that becomes with young children in that when you don't, don't have no, that you don't freedom have to just let things flow as they would – no. Um, so it's interesting that you kind of didn't answer in that way at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I think because I'm surrounded by kids at school all day too, I don't often have that freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I do dream about just having a little studio, studio somewhere and, the, and just going and painting. Having and a making, granny flat and just... Yeah, <laughs> converting that and being there all day and, have, yeah, cups of coffee whenever. <laughs> but I think... It's frustrating. So, you know, I find it frustrating at school sometimes because you've got these great ideas that you have to then provide the opportunity for kids to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, being creative yourself, you want to get into it and, and yeah. do it yourself. But it's yeah. allowing them that space. But that does that does drain me. And then I go home and don't have the energy for my own kids if they want to do something. Yeah, like that's, yeah. That's, you know, a bit of a downside. But overall... Good that you know the creativity side of things. I think mm. is, is so um, we push it so much at school because it's not necessarily a job in the arts. It's just it's a job anywhere that's going to give you those skills to be able to be flexible enough yeah. and think outside of the square mm. and be adaptable to different situations. Yep. I think they're the skills that that um, are more important than than just art skills. Yeah. 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 Sure. So in your family's paid work environments, do you feel like your family responsibilities are well supported? I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I guess you were saying uh, earlier about the, the kind of structure of the school that you're at, being able to leave yeah. when you need to, which is kind of yeah. obviously somewhat recognising that you and you the other people you teach with yeah. um, have those responsibilities. I think there's a, a bit of a dark zone as far as part-time goes i think it's more clear-cut if you're full-time okay and the expectations are fairly clear whereas when you're part-time no one really knows everyone's too busy to sort of (laughs) realize if you should be there or not and i've had i've had moments at my work where people have questioned or asked if i would like to go for a position that's a level of responsibility and you can only do that if you're full-time. And I, I say, oh, no, because that would mean I'm full-time. And they say to me, aren't you full-time? Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, yep. So no one, I think that it sort of gives me a bit of freedom to say, no, look, I can't do that because I'm part-time. Yeah, and, yeah. But then on the other side, they might expect 
other things because they don't quite know how yeah no one really knows what percentage you are all the time yeah but my work I feel like I can negotiate certain things Mm. and for it to be more flexible toward you know if I need to leave on one day there's some opportunities to negotiate yeah within within I mean I would expect your work environment to be one of the more understanding just yeah. because you're all working with Always children, dealing with students, um, yeah. and and obviously being quite female dominated, there are a lot of working parents yeah. in in schools. Yeah. So I would expect that it would be a bit more. I can kind of see how it would how it gets tricky though. Like speaking to other teachers about trying to work part time. I could work part time. But it would still be part-time spread over five days. And it might be just like a bit of a day here and a whole day there and then just an afternoon here. And it wouldn't actually really help that much because you still have to pay for an entire day's childcare or something. I think Um, when kids are young, that's definitely the case. And I think our our part-timers are mixed. So some want a day off a week and some have got it Mm. um, through timetabling. Personally, I don't have it, but the bits on every day of the week actually suit me now because mine are all at school. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, they, and so I can leave early and pick them up. Yeah, and avoid the osh. Yeah, so it it does change and it gets a bit tricky and it's like not everyone's all always happy with yep. the solutions. But I've always had the benefit, I guess, of working with my husband and my mum and being able to solve, you know, work my way around my timetable. Because yep. there are blitz, you have to be there at certain yeah, times. Yeah. Like, and I've never worked in a different job where I haven't had to be in front of your class. Class, yeah, yeah, you yeah that's right. That you have time. to be there when they come into the classroom. Also, you can't rearrange. You don't have the flexibility to rearrange a work day. Mm. But there are other supports that you can kind of manipulate a little bit. Yeah. I, I hear horror stories from friends that say that they're not allowed to leave, they're not allowed to do this. Yeah, oh, I yeah. don't have any, anywhere near the restrictions that, that yeah. others do. So. so what about your husband's work environment? Do, do you feel like it's generally supportive of his responsibilities, family responsibilities? And probably the other question is, do you feel like people feel as though they don't have to take that into consideration because he's male? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's more the full-time job. Yep. I think, and because he's in schools too, I think things are more equitable. Yep. But I still feel there's an underlying expectation that if the kids are sick, why wouldn't I'd be going to pick them up instead of him. Yeah. And I know he feels the pressure. He said he can take one of our kids to the dentist tomorrow. Yeah. I know he'll be stressed in that time. He won't quite understand that it always takes longer than you think. Yeah, and then yeah, he'll have right. to go back to work and face those, maybe the looks, maybe the questions or the comments. That, yeah. And I think he, being full-time, I think the pressure is on him to be there I don't know why. I feel like that's a really sexist thing to say, that the pressure's on him more. Um, yeah, and it's an interesting one. I mean, obviously, yeah, if you're in the classroom and or if you've you know, got certain responsibilities, it's much less flexible. But 
the other side of that is that as full time, you've got a lot more time to play with. Yeah, yeah. Like if you've got a shorter number of hours, trying to jam it all in, yeah. trying to build some flexibility into that is is harder. It's harder. Yeah. It, it, with full time, to a certain extent, you've got more to work with. Yeah. You can potentially do some stuff, and it not like with working, you know, two or three days. If you need to do something that cuts into that, you kind of feel like you've lost a third of your week yeah. pretty easily. Whereas if you've got a full-time workload and, and doing that same thing, it's nowhere near no. your the same amount of yeah. your week that you're, that you're kind of cutting into. Yeah. You could take the opposite view that he's actually yeah. more has more capacity. It's more capacity to do those things. I'll tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think it is that mindset of just always thinking you're the first port of call for those kids when you need to do those things. And it's taken me yeah. ages. You know, this dentist appointment, I wouldn't have even asked him at one stage yeah. to go and do it. But I think you know, that self-preservation and, and you want to not be seen as that person at work that takes every second day off. And, you know, that's an exaggeration. But I work with a colleague who's brilliant. She rarely takes a sick day. And I think, oh, and it never puts pressure on me if I need to. Yeah. But I'm just so conscious of that. I think that it's an internal thing mm. that I don't want to mm. let her down. I don't want to have to make her day worse because I'm taking days off where she's yeah. there, you know, pretty much 99% of the time. It is but. It is an interesting one with her school calls and contacts about yeah. things. Yeah. Because my husband's been quiet um, right from the word go, quite in with, he's always, as we were talking about before, he's always subscribed to the blogs and he's on the apps and he's on everything. Yeah. But then whenever someone sends an email about something and it goes to me. Yeah. And it never goes, to, won't go to yep. him, even though we've both done exactly the same thing. Yeah. We've both registered for the same thing. We've both put a, yeah. you know, at the start of the year they say, send us an email and so we know your email address and we'll both do that yeah but then anything comes up an email comes to me and he never gets an email and sometimes he's just like well why yeah, yeah. like you know he can be as just as offended as yeah yeah <laughs> why are they only contacting you and i'll say something oh blah blah, blah this is happening or other i was like well, why do you know? why don't i know about that <laughs> yeah. like i i haven't taken any lesser role in no. this kind of communication that we keep with the teachers i've never taken any lesser yeah. role why why are they contacting yeah, you a, it's such an ingrained thing yes we um is. i had a I had one issue one year where my, the kids' school tried to call me mm. and then they couldn't get a hold of me and they rang my mum and my mum's like the third emergency yeah, person yeah. on the list. And they said to her, oh, we, th- we, ra- we thought we'd ring you because they knew my husband was at work. Mm. And I thought, how could you make that assumption why would you not what why would you not assume that my mum was not at work you know it was mm. quite bizarre that they yeah. just skipped him out altogether yes. thinking that it's it's the women's job like, yes yeah it's yes quite, mm. so i just said that's the order's there because i'm generally more available to mm. pick them up and i'm closer but he's number two because yeah. i want you to ring him if well, you can't get a hold of me mm. So in your scramble of work and family life, have you had any funny or disastrous moments? Oh, 
a thousand. <laughs> oh my goodness, you should have given me more time to prepare for this one because I could probably. You should have written notes. Work. Oh my gosh, family. I vividly remember falling over when I was pregnant in Woolworths as I lent. I was heavily pregnant. I was like nine months pregnant. With, <laughs> with how many on board? I've got, had a toddler. So yep. had a toddler. He was not quite two and nearly about to pop and I leant on the stroller and I fell on him and I fell over and he was upside down in the stroller strapped in and I had potatoes in a basket on top of the stroller so everything just went everywhere and these two beautiful old women came and saved me and and I could just think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on one of those CCTV things and someone's going to be laughing and I couldn't get up because I was so heavy and yeah. they, they, these women were crying with laughter because they just thought it was hilarious <laughs> and proceeded to make me feel better by telling me that once one of them had fallen into a, a bin at the football, <laughs> they were being so nice to me. Um, and I also remember getting stuck when I was pregnant catching my toddler as he jumped out head first out of a trolley mm. and I had to lunge over the trolley to catch him and I caught him by his ankles but my stomach was inside the trolley. <laughs> That's a, you're painting and, quite and, a yeah, picture there. And yeah, couldn't get out. And I think a poor young trolley boy, what do you call them, <laughs> came and helped me. That was in Foodland. So I worked my way through all the different... Yeah, stores. right. You, once you and, uh, once that happens, you can't return, so you should find a new uh, supermarket. <laughs> but, I, but, oh, my gosh, school. I think daily something happens at school. Nothing comes to mind. So is your version of family anything like what you thought family would look like before you had kids? No, nothing like it. Yep. Growing up with a sister in a pretty quiet <laughs> family... And having ending up with three boys and a girl. I had a picture that I'd have a big family. Yep. Which this is, you know, I feel like this is big enough. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think before kids I wasn't... I didn't hate my job, but I wasn't loving teaching. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that would end and I'd have kids and that then I didn't have much thought afterwards. Yeah, so right. I didn't yep. actually expect to come back into teaching and enjoy it so much. Um, um, and I think long term I didn't understand the value back then of having a job because I really like having a job and showing my kids yep setting those standards so they're not just growing up thinking that dads work work and 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 mums don't don't, take care of everything else for nothing yeah um that that side of things I think has been a bit of a revelation that I'd never even thought about uh, before. So it's kind of a nice realisation of why I'm doing what I'm doing is not just about me yep. and my career. It's also about setting standards or examples for my mm. kids. Yeah, um, for your boys to kind of see that that's... Yeah, mum works. So. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of when they get into their own relationships and, and yeah, for your yeah. daughter, that's, yeah, for her to kind of navigate that. Yeah, and, yeah just that yeah. role modelling, isn't it? And I think for boys especially, it's just shifting that whole mentality. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because some people will say that one of the most important factors to your, as a woman's, ability to work is who they marry and what, they, yeah, what their view is. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, very, very important that those boys 
get that picture of yep. of you know mother mum working yeah. so that that is what they can expect yeah. can um look forward yeah, to yeah. yeah and appreciate and and value and, yeah, yeah value in their own worlds when they're older hopefully some of that's rubbing off some of those morals yeah or expectations i don't know i think there's a bigger picture there that i didn't even think about yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so what advice would you give to a person who's about to enter this stage of work and family and life? Oh, I hate giving advice because I don't feel like I've nailed anything in my life. <laughs> but I think the benefits that I've got out of perhaps jumping in the deep end before I was ready, really ready to re-enter the workforce, I think the benefits have been opportunities have opened up because I took a leap of faith a bit and Mm -hmm. and I was lucky I was really lucky that I didn't have the pressure of having to get a job exactly then yeah it was it was coming it was looming but I didn't have the pressure on me that would strangle you I think just have if you can't get a job and it's the pressure's on yeah to financially need something Mm, yeah yeah you need that money coming in that would be a, a really tough situation to be in so I was really lucky that something you know, I went for it and I, I made an effort and I, you know, was lucky enough to get a job that I liked that was close by and, you know, it does seem almost too good to be true when I say it. But getting that job has opened up other opportunities for me to grow and understand more about what I'm doing and, yep. and making connections. It's opened up doors to uh, relationships that I never thought I'd have. Uh, and me- meeting inspirational people and mm-hmm. all those sorts of things have been fantastic and I think taking just taking the risk of doing it because I think it would have been easy for me to say and it was the same as when I got my first job I moved away from Adelaide to a, to Townsville where I knew yeah. nobody yep. and it would have been very easy to say no mm-hmm. but, you know too hard I'll get something else yep. and I think giving things a go and and applying beyond where you think your value lies mm. i think not undervaluing yourself yep. in any role and having that mentality and i think it is a male mentality traditionally yeah to go for things that you perhaps would think are not in your capability because yep. i think especially women are really capable of doing things that they never had, mm. had yep. thought of before yep. so i think taking the risk and going for jobs that maybe not completely familiar with Mm because there's a lot of people out there in jobs that shouldn't be yes yeah that's right crap jobs (laughs) you kind of could be you know so i think taking that risk knowing that it's very negative but i always think what's the worst that could happen you know if it's not that bad then it's worth taking the risk yeah yeah um so yeah i think that's that's probably it and it's something that i'm sort of conscious of too just having a go at things that you're not familiar with yep hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to subscribe to my podcast go to www.headofacodfish.com slash subscribe where i explain the different options to make sure you hear each episode as it comes out if you know someone who is in the work and parenting trenches with you and would benefit from hearing other parents experiences send them to www.headofacodfish.com and they can listen to all the episodes there 
If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, go to www.headofacodfish.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Thank you.